get curious with yourself. Ask yourself, what am I missing? And I, and I know that you'll find definitely a healthy relationship with food right off the bat when you just start asking yourself more of those questions out of curiosity versus judgment and shame and like, oh, I have no willpower. If you are constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week, we help a runner just like you learn how to consistently get in your mental clearing miles and even hit PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow the show on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Now, we all know that one of the most frustrating parts about running can be eating healthy and avoiding raiding our cupboards after a nice, hard, or long run. That is why I'm super excited that I have found a way to fuel my day and curb my cravings anytime with the on-the-go Ucan Energy Bars. They are made from the same revolutionary super starch ingredient that makes up their widely popular energy powder and energy gels. I have one of these bars mid-morning or mid-afternoon to curb my cravings and give me the energy I need to get through my day and get me to my next meal. I even have some runners who fuel with these either pre-run or during their run. It is so easy on your stomach that you can run on these. I'm a big fan of the plant-based salted peanut butter energy bar which is easy on my stomach, but I also have some running friends and clients who love the chocolate almond butter energy bar with whey protein. If you are looking for a healthy snack that will curb your cravings so you don't overeat after spending all that time running, we've got a special offer for you where you can save 25% off by using the code HEALTHYRUNNER. Just head to youcan.co. That's U-C-A-N dot co and use the code healthy runner at checkout to save 20 percent. go ahead and give you cans energy bars a try and let me know how much better you feel are you a runner who can't stop eating or craving sugar do you go all day being quote-unquote good and then all hell breaks loose at night and you can't stop yourself You start thinking about food constantly and you're disappointed in yourself that you have terrible willpower. Our Healthy Runner Registered Dietitian, Brooke Sarnecki, is back here to help you. Uh, We're going to be talking about how to kick cravings with balanced nutrition in this episode. Brooke, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. Hi, Dwayne. Thanks for having me, as always. 
Yeah, I'm happy you're back um, because I know this episode is going to help so many runners listening. I know this is a common problem, uh, common sticking point, and I've definitely have been there before myself. Um, so, running friends, Brooke is going to flip the script and allow you to get curious about your cravings. Um, she's going to get into like the origins of cravings and why we get them. And then she's going to share some tips on how we can solve these common problems that many runners struggle with. Brooke is not only going to take a physical caloric approach to king cravings, but shed some light on the mental and emotional side of eating as well. So for those that are new listeners and they haven't heard any of your previous four episodes, Brooke, do you mind sharing a little brief bio of who you are and why you love doing what you do so much? Yes. So my name is Brooke Zarnecki. I'm a registered dietitian. I'm the healthy runner registered dietitian. Um, and I work with runners on how to properly fuel their body, not only for running, but also day-to-day -day life. So, you know, we've got to make sure our bodies are fueled on that on a daily basis before we even start to worry about the run nutrition. So that's what I love to do. And I love helping people develop and cultivate a healthy relationship food along the way. Yes, and I just love all of the value-packed information that you provide. Um, you provide some serious value um, within our Healthy Runner Facebook group, our coaching client community, and then also big kind of update um, since we last had you on the podcast, which was before my marathon, if you remember, yeah. that was like the beginning of the fall, we were talking about marathon nutrition. Um, so since that time period, you recently started working one-on-one -on -one with our signature kind of coaching program by really providing customized nutrition, run plan, and strength training for runners, um, which I am super excited about. Um, Me too. It's yeah. been so fun so far. It's like a whole new world. And it's like, it's so fun. So I'm excited for more clients. I know. I think you're going to, like when I first made that transition from being just a kind of running physical therapist, just focusing on only like the injury and being able to like combine that with the full package, like I think you're going to be seeing so much more value and reward in how you're helping runners. So I'm excited for you to kind of see that uh, transition as well. Um, and then you actually created an amazing resource um, that I'm super grateful for. A lot of people we had posted on social media um, really downloaded this free guide, um, this nutrition blueprint that you created that really included kind of top five nutrition tips for runners, nutrition basics for running, the ultimate snack guide. Uh, so give some specific food examples of like what you can combine for snacks and then the long run fueling strategies. Um, so I know that's been super helpful. I've gotten a lot of feedback on it. Um, it's a free downloadable PDF um, that everyone can download, save for the future or print it out as a visual reminder for those visual learners and just to kind of remind, and maybe that might be something you might talk about today. I don't know about kicking our cravings. Um, but for those uh, listening on the podcast, I will drop the link to that um, download within the show notes. So if you want to grab your free nutrition blueprint that Brooke has created, um, you can go ahead and do that. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited into getting into this topic right now at the time of this recording, guys, it is holiday season. So I know a lot of runners and a lot of people out there might be even thinking about this, um, but I, I really do think that this can apply to any time of the year. But I think timing wise, this is probably a good time 
with the holidays coming up, with New Year's coming up and new beginnings, right? As people start to think about how they are going to, you know, tap in on their health goals that they might have for 2023 um, for this new year. So I, I think this is this is a topic that's going to be relevant. I think it's going to help a lot of runners out there. Um, so if it's okay with you, like, well, we just dive right in, Brooke. Yeah, totally. Yes. And along the way, I can throw in some little like holiday holiday tips too. So I love um, it. Jam pack everything in here. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess really the, the first question I have for you is like, why do we get cravings to begin with? Yes. So cravings can come from a multitude of different places. And the first thing, like as Dwayne mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I want you to start flipping the script about cravings because a lot of times cravings are rude in shame. We feel like we failed if we get a craving or they're very frustrating. Um, and so we kind of have this like negative feedback loop with the cravings. But I want you to start asking yourself, like, why am I getting these cravings? So start getting curious with yourself in a non-judgmental way because cravings are your body's way of telling you that something isn't quite right. Something's not balanced. Something's missing. Um, So that's the first thing that I wanted to say just about cravings in general, because I would say this is probably one of the top complaints I get from runners is like, how do I handle these cravings? I feel like I'm hungry all the time. You know, I can't stop myself around sugar. Like what the heck is going on? Um, So the origin of cravings, why do we get them? The first thing, and oftentimes this is what I see in probably, I would say like 99% of the runners that I work with. I see that they're getting cravings because they're not eating enough overall energy or calories throughout the day. So that's when I hear like, oh, I do really well throughout the day. And then at night, I just, I can't stop myself. I feel like I'm eating my whole pantry. Um, And so you get the snack attack. I don't know. I think one of my clients told me that once, like the snack attacks. And I was like, you know, it's so true. That happens. Like when you're not eating enough food, you just, the snacks come and you just can't stop. Um, so that's like the first one that I wanted to mention is just the not enough overall energy throughout the day. Did you have any clarifying question questions for that, Dwayne? So I, I think about the days, um, where I was in that, uh, similar situation and, um, before I met you and I really thought that, um, cutting my carbs, um, out of my meals would be like a good thing because I would lean down and just everything kind of culture wise, right. Was telling me like, Oh, I got to limit the carbs as we age, as I get into my mid thirties, as I get into my forties, you know, cut carbs. And I've definitely been there before where I realized that my carb intake wasn't enough and, or I would only eat salads for lunch. And then I would try to do like just really super low carb dinner. And then I would wind up, it'd be like 7 PM, 8 PM. And I'm like, literally like raiding the cabinets and like looking at for cookies and looking for all of those like sweet carby foods. Um, but I never put like two and two together by any means. I just thought like, all right, I got a snacking habit problem. I'm just like a snacker and I just love sweet stuff. Um, and it really wasn't until, and this is your motto, right? Carbs give me spark. Yes. Um, until I really started pairing a lot of like what you've taught me, honestly, um, in fueling for my runs that now I realize like that doesn't happen. Like I'm not always craving desserts or something after dinner treat um, after I'm done with dinner. 
Um, so yeah, that's been my personal experience and I'm just wondering how many listeners can resonate with that story. Yeah, I know. I mean, I can resonate with that. Like before I knew anything about like sports nutrition, I would binge chocolate all the time. And I thought that there's something wrong with me. Like I'd blame myself and we blame ourselves because we just, we don't know. Right. So I don't, you know, I don't want people to feel shame around those cravings. Like truly ask yourself, like, what's going on here? Like something's not quite right. And that leads into the next reason of why we might get cravings is that we might not be getting enough of a certain macronutrient. So Dwayne, in your case, it was carbohydrates. Um, for me, I believe it was also carbohydrates. So if you're not getting enough carbs, protein, fat, or again, like if you're not getting enough overall calories, you're not getting enough of any of the macronutrients, right? So something could be out of balance. Um, and a lot of times with runners, it's it's either one of two things. It's either they aren't getting enough carbohydrates because they're trying to go low carb and run on low carb and or they're not getting enough protein. So protein can really help keep cravings uh, at bay. And I see this a lot with my plant-based athletes. It's not impossible to get enough protein through the diet with a plant-based diet, but it does take a little bit of extra planning. So I do see that a lot with my um, my plant-based athletes is just the not enough protein factor. Um, so that is one of the other physical symptoms or signs that, hey, maybe that's why you're getting cravings. Yeah. And is it from what I've understood, and I think this is why having your gels or carbs later in a race um, or the fast acting carbs, right? Doesn't it help just stimulate your brain thinking like, hey, carbs are coming. So like, are the carbs, if you have enough carbs on board, does that help your brain perceive like, oh, I, I, I don't have a craving. Like is a craving essentially like your brain telling you like, feed me some carbs? <laughs> It could be. Yeah. So depending on the origin, right? So if you're, if you're constantly thinking about food, uh, your brain is in, in your body is wired to tell you that you're hungry and that you need to eat because that's how we stay alive. Right? So if we go back to like the biological cues in our body, we are, our bodies will do whatever it can to stay alive. So if you're not getting enough food, food is always going to be on your mind. And so it could be if you're not getting enough carbs, it could be if you're not getting enough protein, all of those things kind of contribute to food on the brain or carbs on the brain. And sugar, which is carbs, is your body's like most easily utilized piece of energy. So carbohydrates are your body's primary source of energy. And that's likely why you're craving carbs is because if you're not getting enough energy, your body uses those carbs immediately. And that's why we go towards the things like the candies, the simple sugars, like the, you know, the cakes, the sweets, the desserts, because our body's going to use that energy right up right away. That's why we don't crave things like vegetables because they're very low in energy. So they're not going to provide our body with much energy, right? Um, so our bodies crave those high reward foods. Interesting. Yeah. Never thought about why I don't like crave my carrots or like crave some celery sticks. <laughs> I do hummus. after I've eaten too, like, you know, on a vacation where I haven't had any, then that's when I crave vegetables, but right. <laughs> not when you're in like this chronic under fueled state. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. And then is the protein, I know your um, kind of point about protein. Is it because protein makes us like feel fuller longer and like you feel more satisfied? So you're satisfied and, and, you, you're not going to crave because you, you're satisfied. Like, 
and is that more like your GI system satisfied, right? And it's getting signals from your stomach that like, hey, like there's food and calories on board. So with the protein, protein is a slower digesting um, uh, mechanism of energy. So that is why it it just takes longer to get through your body. And that's why it can help keep us fuller for longer. Same thing with fats. Um, That's why I always recommend, you know, pairing those carbs with your proteins or your carbs with your fats, because it's going to help keep you fuller for longer. So just digest slower. Okay. So main point there is making sure that we have sufficient calories and basically macronutrients on board to help prevent like that physical craving. Yes. Yep. And it's not a matter of willpower, right? Like going back to the whole biologic, like how your biology works, um, eventually your body is going to say like, F it, I'm going to eat everything because it's, that is your body's protective mechanism, right? So you go all day without eating. You're like, I'm good. I got this. My willpower is great. And then you get home and your body's like, I'm done with this. Like feed me right now. Like this is how I need to stay alive. And that's when, you know, that quote unquote lack of willpower comes in. It's quite literally just your biology protecting your body. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think it's so easy for a lot of us during our busy work days to like be okay during your work day. Cause you're just, your mind is so focused, right. On like what you need to do that day, different tasks. Maybe you're going from one place to the other. You're going from meeting to meeting, you're meeting with different people, different calls, whatever it is that you're doing for work. And, or maybe you're in an office area where other people are there and you might feel like, Oh, they're judging what I'm eating. So I'm going to eat yes. the healthy, like no carb lunch and, you know, kind of, uh, do that. And then when you get home, and you're not as busy and, you know, you don't have those other distractions. It probably is like those signals from your body are probably like, you know, on a high alert mode right now. All the alarm (laughs) bells go off, right? (laughs) So yeah, it's tough. It's so tough. That's probably one of the biggest obstacles that many of my clients face, myself included, like setting aside time to eat during the day. Um, It's it's an active form of self-care. We don't often think about eating as a form of self-care, but it is Truly, one of the most basic forms of self-care is consistent nourishment. Mm, good way to good way to look at it. I, and we just talked about that recently on the podcast as far as getting into meditation during your workday and setting that time aside. Um, but even getting some mindful eating, right? And not multitasking while you eat and, you know, or not eating at all, right? And yes. Yep. <laughs> okay. No, it makes sense. So that's part of your self-care for running routine. Totally. And I, you just mentioned the meditation. You combine both of those things and your digestion is going to improve. There's so much research to support like good breathing techniques and how it impacts digestion. So that's pretty cool too. Hmm. <laughs> Interessante. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, I like it. We're like synthesizing previous episodes here. This is great. Um, so is that the only reason why we get cravings is because we're just don't have enough nutrition on board? So that's a really big one that I see. Um, but it's not the, so that's like the physical side or like the physiological science side of why that might not, or why you might be getting cravings. There's also a mental and emotional side. So if you are somebody that characterizes foods as good versus bad, and you like swear off all sugar for, I don't know, like any amount of time, uh, your body, you tell your body it can't have something and what's going to happen, your body's going to want it. So uh, the mental and emotional side is also 
huge. Um, so if you have a history of restriction of certain foods or food groups, you've got, you know, a history of dieting where you've cut out, you know, you've restricted a lot of calories or you've cut out sugar or carbs or whatever it is. That is also something that I see with a lot of my clients that have struggled with cravings is just having that good versus bad and the restriction mindset or the scarcity mindset around food. So that's why I always preach abundance around food versus the scarcity mindset. Because when you live in scarcity mindset, your body is going to want to take advantage of the times where you're around sugar for that one time a month. And then it feels like you have to go overboard, right? So giving yourself more abundance around foods um, really helps take away those or at least decrease the cravings. Because sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for cravings and it's okay. You know, you go through your check boxes. You're like, I know I've eaten enough today. I know I've got enough protein. My body's just wanting something different and that's okay. So cravings, you know, can be the physical side, the mental and emotional side, or just no reason at all. Okay. And what do you say to someone? Because like I said, this is going to be around New Year's, right? And some people may um, set a New Year's resolution, right? And I know I, I don't like to call them New Year's resolutions anymore. I like to think of like yearly goals, like something that I'm going to, you know, try to focus on for the year um, that I can improve upon. But someone might, I'm sure there's a lot that might be listening to this who say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to lose 20 pounds, right? To start off the new year. So they they go into diet mode. Um, what do you say to a client who's like, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds for the new year? I ask him why. Because I gained some weight um, during the holidays or during the fall, I kind of, you know, got off of my exercise, my running routine. Um, I went through a terrible divorce. I went through, I lost my job, right? Um, you know, I, I've been, been in a big fight with a family member. It's been very stressful, right? Like, I'm sure you get all those reasons, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, and what, so do you, what do you say to that? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having a weight loss goal. I just think sometimes it can be taken too far and like out of context. Like we, we miss the big picture. So I always ask my clients, like, I am totally okay with you having a weight loss goal, but let's zoom out. Like, what do you want to feel? Because oftentimes the weight loss, they want to also feel good. Like they want to feel like they have more energy. They want to sleep better. They want to, you know, just have less cravings. They want to be able to run and feel really good. So, you know, it's like, let's zoom out and let's ask like, what, what do we want to feel? And let's make habits surrounding those feelings so that it's not tied up in this external factor that we can't always control. Because I know that there's a lot of people out there listening that have been through that yo-yo diet cycle. And it's like this endless, frustrating cycle that never seems to end. Um, but again, flipping that script and saying like, it's not all about the weight. There's also so many other factors that contribute to you feeling good in your body. Right. Um, and I hope I did a, an okay job of explaining that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I like how you kind of reframed it of how would you like to feel? Um, because I, I think I, I also, kind of have similar conversations with my clients who, you know, say, oh, I just want you to fix my hamstring pain, or I just want you to fix my knee pain. Uh, and and it, they just want to get out of pain. But I say, well, what's your 
goal. Like, what do you want to accomplish when you don't have knee pain anymore and you want to be able to run? Oh, I want to feel confident or I want to get faster as a runner or, you know, I actually want to feel strong at the end of my race. Um, so I, I like how you reframe that. And then the other thing that made me think about this is because, as I mentioned, uh, New Year's goals last year, my goal was to really try to work on my sleep bucket and um, nail that down. And I've heard so many times before many people say like, um, you know, work hard, play hard, or, you know, go all week, like basically run yourself into the ground. And then on the weekend, they think they can catch up on sleep. Totally. And, you know, they're like, I'm going to sleep in Saturday and Sunday, um, or I'm just going to get like 10 hours sleep those days. And I'm going to get like four to five, you know, during my work week. And what you were saying about eating habits and like dieting, I think like that made me think about sleep and, and really getting a healthy habit with eating. And if you do that, then that's going to end up resulting in your goal of losing some weight and feeling better about your body, about how you feel in your clothes, right? Or how you feel while you're running, right? And how you feel about your body. So that just made me think about kind of how some people view sleep as well. Yeah. And the same thing, like when you mentioned, you know, catching up on sleep on the weekend, I see that a lot with nutrition too, where they're again, like they do well throughout the week and then their weekends are like their time to have a cheat day or whatever, you know, and it's like, let's just eliminate that cheat day. Let's just incorporate and sprinkle some, you know, like, I don't like to call them treats because all foods fit, but like your desserts in throughout the week so that you don't feel like you need to go overboard on the weekend, you know? Um, so yeah, all about, all about that balance, which is what we're talking about today. (laughs) And that's good because I, again, I used to do the same thing. Like if I think about 10 years ago, that was my mindset. It was, all right, I'm going to eat clean this week. I'm going to, you know, do all my workouts. I'm going to have like a good week. And then that allows me on the weekend to just like do whatever I want. And like, I would think about like how I used to feel on the weekends. I would feel like crap, honestly, like you know, you get halfway through Saturday or like a full day on Saturday eating like crap and then, you know, overeating, eating like the worst types of foods. And I don't mean to say worst types of foods because I know know you don't like to classify, but right. I'm just taking in like excessive calories and, um, it looks like tremendously different than what I was doing Monday through Friday. And then you do it again on Sunday and then you just feel like a, a slug and you just feel like, no energy on Monday to like work out or run. And then you're like, and then, and then honestly, then it affects you like emotionally too, doesn't it? It's yes. like, oh, I was so bad this weekend. You know, yes. you feel like you're like, you're, now you're punishing yourself and saying, exactly. I need to eat clean this week. <laughs> and it's like a never ending cycle. And it's so weird that, like, honestly, I used to do that myself. And now how I fuel and eat. And it's so weird when you don't have, think about that anymore. It's kind of like, oh, you just eat, you know, reasonable portions. You don't restrict yourself from eating any specific food. And I guess we can kind of, you know, segue into some, like, how do we solve this problem? But 
I can tell you from personal experience, and it's not like I feel like on the weekends, it's like, hey, binge time. And it's like, right. I think we probably get this from college, don't we? Like, if you think about it, like college is like <laughs> such extremes of like yeah. during the week, you got to study, you got to like do good. And then it's the weekend. It's like party time, drinking time, <laughs> eating everything time, eating at 2 a.m., right? Ordering, yeah. you know, every, you know, pizza, burgers and wings and all those foods at like 2 a.m., <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's just like also the way that we think about, I don't know, I, this toxic like thing about you have to earn everything. And so, you know, you can't eat your dessert until you've eaten well, you know, throughout the day or throughout the week. And it's like, it's just creating this toxic like cycle that just never freaking ends. And it's, it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And it's weird being somewhat, I guess, on a different viewpoint and mindset of food when you see others that restrict and then like now because i'll i'll like notice it in people and i'm like ooh, hmm what's going on here you know and (laughs) it's um, really hard most runners spend an enormous amount of time not running for one reason they keep getting injured now imagine If you could have the structure of exactly what exercises, how much to run, and what you should be eating to get faster as a runner, spark off your winter running with a four-month strong body transformation. This is one-on-one individualized healthy runner coaching to grow a stronger, injury-free body so you can run for stress relief all winter long. What will you get by the end of the 16 weeks? a strong running body so you can actually feel confident, healthy, and running faster this spring, even if you don't think you're a fast runner. Oh, and did I mention, this will also take away your worry of getting injured. Spots are limited, so apply using the link in the show notes before they run away. Yeah, so if we are struggling with these cravings that you mentioned can be due to like physical, biological reasons, mental or emotional reasons. Um, and then I guess I would it would be remiss to say like if it is mental and emotional reasons, I guess someone getting down to the root cause and the why, and I'm sure you probably do this as well, right? Like I'm sure you work with some clients that you might refer out mm-hmm. um, possibly, right? If it is yes. something that is beyond your scope. And they really need to kind of address an underlying, you know, a mental health issue perhaps. Yeah. And, and, you know, is the reason why they are restricting certain foods um, because of whomever told them or body image wise or their upbringing, right? Or a relationship right. they were in, um, right? So are, are there times that I guess you would refer out as well? Yeah, I love that you brought that up because I did want to mention that today. There have been lots of times where I do refer out for, you know, emotional eating. And, you know, the other thing too with emotional eating is, again, it's multifaceted. Like, where is that coming from? Is it coming from a place of restriction or is it coming from a place of trauma? Um, And a lot of times I have clients that work with me and also a therapist together because, you know, a lot of times people are coming to me because they have disordered eating and a history of restriction and, you know, some trauma in their past. And so we're going to have to work through the mental health stuff as well. And so it, it, it gets, you know, very deep. It's not just about the foods that you're eating. Right. And so the other thing that I'll say that's probably different 
to then like what you might have heard before is emotional eating isn't inherently bad. It, it's a coping mechanism that temporarily soothes you. The, the time it becomes a problem is if it's your only coping mechanism or if you feel that it's a, a problem, like you don't feel good about doing it or you don't feel good after, um, you know, again, getting to that root cause and making sure that you have multiple tools in your toolbox to help you soothe when these tough emotions come up. So emotional eating is not inherently bad, which is what a lot of people on the internet will say, like emotional eating is terrible. It's not. It's a, it's a soothing mechanism. It's a soothing technique. Um, it just becomes a problem if it's our only soothing technique. Okay. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. And I'm glad that we had mentioned that um, just in case someone is struggling and they're finding themselves in this area, then perhaps not only meeting with a registered dietitian, but a mental health professional would also be helpful for them. Um, yeah. So what do you say about, you know, how do we improve upon this, right? So what are some things that we can do to solve, um, you know, some of these cravings that we have? Yeah, I feel like every episode <laughs> we talk about eating enough throughout the day. So if you've gotten to the fourth episode, I hope that it's sunken by now. <laughs> um, and repetition, right? Uh, yeah. That's how we learn, right? We it's usually don't true. learn it the first time and we don't it's implement so it the first time. <laughs> I need to hear something like 20 times before I actually believe it. So yeah. <laughs> um, making sure you're eating enough throughout the day. So typically what this looks like is three meals and a couple snacks. For my athletes, uh, snacks are a way to make sure that they're able to eat enough because it's really hard to eat enough energy and enough calories at mealtimes when I have this high, you know, this athlete that's running 15, 20, 30, 40 miles a week. So snacks are king. And that is why I love my ultimate snack guide. So you guys should download that because it's like my favorite piece or my client's favorite piece of information. They're like, I love that freaking snack guide. Like I put it on my fridge and it's just there. Um, so making sure that you're eating enough throughout the day and we can talk briefly uh, like about balancing your meals. Um, but for meals, making sure that you have a carb, a protein, a fat and a fiber on the plate can be really, really helpful when you're going to like plan your meals. Uh, Cause everybody hates the dreaded question of like, what's for dinner. That's one prompt that you can ask yourself to help you plan your meals out a little bit better. Like, does this have carbohydrates? Does this have protein? Does this have a fat? And does this have a fiber? Um, and if you are confused about what those like pieces of the meal are, go back to that basics of nutrition episode and then revisit this episode. That'll make a lot more sense. Um, and then when we talk about snacks, I always like to include at least two food groups with one being the carbohydrate. So including the carbohydrate plus a protein slash a fat um, to make sure that those two things are balanced. And the balance is what's going to help us have consistent energy throughout the day. And you have consistent energy because your blood sugar is balanced. That's also like a hot button topic right now is balancing your blood sugar. So balancing your meals is the number one way to ensure that your blood sugar is balanced throughout the day. Um, and with that, you'll have better mood, better energy, and you'll feel fuller for longer and more satiated. So you're not getting to these like really high highs and really low lows with your hunger to your fullness. Um, any, any questions there? 
No, I think that is fantastic. And I'm actually looking at the ultimate snack guide right now. And guys, this is like super simple. Like Brooke has literally laid out like two columns for you. Like one column says pick one carbohydrate. The other column says pick one protein and fat. And she gives you options. Like, for example, an apple, like which is one of my snacks, a banana, right? One cup of berries, slice of toast. And then in the other column, you have your proteins and fats. So whether it is a quarter cup of nuts, or it's one hard-boiled egg. Um, so she really gives you ideas of how to pair and to make it so it's not like you're having the same thing every single day, because I hear that a lot from um, many runners as well as they get bored with something or they can't stick with it because it's just too restrictive. And, you know, they can't just eat, you know, peanut butter every single day of the week, or they can't just eat cottage cheese every single day of the week, right? Yeah. So, and that's, an, that's a super important factor too, that can also cause cravings, which is kind of rooted in the mental emotional side. But if you're not satisfied by the foods that you're eating, you're going to crave foods that you actually enjoy eating. So you have to enjoy what you're eating. Most of the time, not every meal is going to be perfect, right? There's the times where you're just eating because you know you have to eat. Um, but you know, making sure that you enjoy the foods that you're eating, you feel satisfied by them. That is so important. Yeah. So great, great point. And then what about um, those that, because I hear this a lot too, especially from runners, because we run in the morning for the most part, or a lot of runners run in the morning. Um, not all. Uh, so I don't want to, if you PM runners, like, you know, after work runners, uh, don't like start throwing stuff at me as you're running right now. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> changing to another podcast. <laughs> um you know, they wake up and say, I'm not hungry when I wake up. So, you know, I don't really have a breakfast. Like, what do you say to that? Yeah. Um, I often see low appetite in the morning, highly linked to under eating. So I know it's so hard, but as athletes, there are going, going to be times and as runners and as a person who moves your body, I don't like to say just athletes because I know some people don't qualify themselves in, as an athlete. If you move your body, you're an athlete. Um, you need you're going to, there's going to be times where you're going to eat and you're not going to be hungry. And that's what we call practical hunger, which is you don't, you're not necessarily feeling physically hungry, but you know, you need to have something because you've got to put fuel in your tank, right? So in the morning, especially if you're going out for your run, you've got to have something before you go out uh, to break that fast and decrease that stress hormone cortisol before you go out and raise it again on your run. So something as simple as like a square of graham cracker or a, an energy gel, or a couple energy chews, or um, an applesauce pouch, like something simple like that right before you head out is going to be a game changer for you and you're running. You're going to have more energy, you're going to prevent uh, injury, and you're going to feel a little bit more recovered throughout the day as well when you're starting your day with a little bit of fuel in your tank. Um, and then just in general, if you're not a morning runner like me, um, you've got to have a good breakfast. And this, this is really hard. This is hard for me. I'm just, you know, I just like, I have food aversions in the morning. I just, nothing sounds good. And like things make me gag sometimes. Um, so what I do is I have my coffee with some creamer and I put collagen peptides in my coffee to give me a little bit of energy, a little bit of fuel. And then like an hour later, I'm ready to eat. So then that's when I have like my toast and my eggs um, but a good breakfast, it's so cheesy, but like it truly sets you up for the rest of your day. And it is one of the most important meals of the day. I find that if I have a good breakfast, 
I'm good. Like the rest of the day, I feel like I've got good energy. I'm not, you know, irritable. I'm able to control my hunger a little bit better. And then that also translates into less cravings at night and less of those snack attacks too. So um, a breakfast, so important. Like I said, it's so cheesy because we hear it all the time, but truly it's, it's super, super important. Right. And yeah, my, my go-tos for breakfast, even if I'm not like hungry, like you said, is to actually have, like, I usually pair my apple with my plant-based protein and it's not that filling, right? Cause I'm not combining and I do, you know, coconut milk with my plant-based protein. So I'm getting some protein, getting the apple and it's not like a huge, huge apple. I try to get like a medium sized apple, um, where I'm not feeling like, cause I, I'm really not like technically hungry, but I know I need to fuel after my run or workout, but it even, and I know that's not a lot of calories, but, and the reason I know that is because like literally two hours later, I'm starting to feel like, oh, a little hunger. And then that's when I go to my snack guide before lunch. Right. So it kind of works out timing wise. Um, so yeah, I, I get that a lot that people don't want to have a big breakfast or they're mm-hmm. not hungry in the morning. Um, so hopefully that was helpful for those of you who feel that way um, and can take in some of these tips that uh, Brooke is sharing. Yeah. Yeah. So what else can we do to kind of solve some of these cravings? So another, another easy place to start is to hone in your pre and post workout fueling. So if you think that you're not like consistently eating throughout the day, oftentimes your run is consistent because you're a runner and you love to run. And that's something that you are not willing to sacrifice, right? So start, you know, eating around your runs, pair a habit, pair a new habit with an old habit. So getting yourself into the habit of eating before you run, because you know, you're going to run can be a really easy way to like establish eating more without thinking about it too much. Um, so, you know, the, the carbs pre-workout are what you would go for, for your pre-workout fuel. And then post-workout you'd have carbs plus protein to help regenerate muscle and make sure your muscles are fed to give it energy and all that good stuff. Um, but pre and post workout fueling is honestly one of the like first places that I start with some runners, because again, like you're going to run, <laughs> right. I can't tell you not to run. So, um, pairing it, pairing an old habit with a new habit can be really easy way to sneak that in there without thinking about it too, too much. Hmm. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, thinking about that, like pairing an old habit with a new habit. I feel like that is one of the tips in like, uh, James Clear atomic habit book. I feel like that was one of the principles. Uh, I need to read that book. I haven't rough. read it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that is uh, one of the principles to pair an old habit nice. with a new habit. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, anything else? Any other you know, tips and tricks that you share with your clients? Honestly, that's, you know, the basis of it is eating consistently throughout the day is like always the first place that I start. So, you know, another rule of thumb, if you, if you have, or if you're wanting some tangibles is not going more than four hours without eating, because at that point you're going to get into that place where you're like going way low in the energy uh, department. And then, you're getting irritable, you're getting dizzy, weakness, blood sugar is getting low. Um, and then you're going to like spike your blood sugar again and you're going to get tired. Um, so, you know, not going more than four hours without eating is a really good place to start, especially if you're somebody that does skip meals or has a hard time getting consistent meals in throughout the day. Um, that's a wonderful place to, to begin your work of in- increasing your overall caloric intake throughout the day to 
to get those cravings down. Because again, that's the whole point of this this chat. And so. um, you busy moms out there um, who are taking care of the kids all day, um, Brooke's talking to you as well. Because yes. I know a lot of you guys uh, tend to do this and... I know I need to be careful what I say here. Make sure, you know, my wife can hear me right now. It was our 18 year anniversary, but uh, I always know when she's forgotten to eat because I can tell when her blood sugar is dropping and it affects mood and <laughs> Angry. I'll, ask her, I'll ask her like, when was the last time you ate? Or, you know, why don't we get something to eat? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. My husband does the same thing to me. Literally, we were skiing over the weekend and we had been skiing for like two hours and we're downhill skiing and he was like okay we gotta take a break we gotta go get food i was like i feel like you're treating me like i'm a toddler <laughs> <laughs> he's like time to take a break you gotta go get your pop tart <laughs> no it's so true though and i think uh, many people can relate either thinking about themselves or someone that they know uh that has a tendency to forget that and i know just so many especially with young kids like mom's super busy, whether or not you're stay-at-home mom or you're a working mom and <clears throat> you're focusing on work and snacks for the kids and drop-offs and pickups and activities. And, you know, you just forget to actually eat yourself. Yeah. Um, so I know that's com common out there. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah. And like, if you need to grab a, you know, protein shake, like an organ nutrition, I'm not sponsored by anything, by the way, these are just products that I that I like, but like organ shakes that are at Costco, fair life shakes, the pre-made ones that are already pre-packaged. I know like it's not great for the environment. Um, but if you can, you know, if you're in a pinch and you're like, you're going to pick up the kids at school, like take one of those with you and you'll be much nicer. Um, and that's what you want for yourself too. Like you don't want to feel like you're on a short fuse all the time. Right. So nutrition can truly like make or break mood, energy, and it's, it's so crucial. So I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned like moms because, you know, there's uh, one of my friends is a brand new mom. And I feel like every time I go over to her house, I'm like, I always got to bring something because I know that she hasn't eaten. So, um, it's so important. We got to take care of ourselves. Yeah, no, it's, and it's, and I don't mean to, you know, definitely sound sexist by any means, because I know some stay-at-home dads who probably, probably. struggle with the same thing, but I feel like, um, just from my experience and, um, yeah, I, moms are so selfless and it's probably, again, the whole giving birth thing, like it's somehow, you know, in our DNA or in your DNA as moms to take care of the young, right. Mm -hmm. And, um, just not think about your own needs and you think about their needs and you're so selfless and which is amazing and it makes you amazing moms, but, you have to remember that you got to think yourself at times because if you don't fuel for yourself, how are you going to take care of the kids? Right. And you don't want to okay. snap at them every like two seconds. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely important. I know I definitely uh, stash away my, you can energy bars um, all the time in my car. I have them like everywhere. They're in my gym bag, in my car. <laughs> um, they're everywhere you can find them. And yeah, even they're my wife's uh, car. So we're in the minivan, like on the weekend or something. Nice. And then I, I get sense like she hasn't eaten in a while, you know, and we go to like these long volleyball tournaments. So I'll pack my snacks because I think about this, like how I pack for work and I'll pack my snacks and then I'll, I'll, I'll pack her snacks too <laughs> because she's packing the kids snacks, right? She's worried about yeah. packing their bags. And then so I'll pack her snacks as well. 
but yeah, I love my Yukan bars, um, which are definitely nice because they have, you know, some carbs and they have some protein and it is more of the slower acting carb, um, not just all, you know, straight up sugar. Um, so I know those are helpful for, uh, many of our athletes as well. Awesome. I'll have to try those. Yeah, no, they're great. And I just saw Cooch Lou actually post the other day. He loves them before his marathons. Um, and I know many, like I take one before my long runs as well, depending upon, you know, how long I'm going and timing wise. Um, so yeah, I love those. And we do get a nice healthy runner discount, uh, for those of you, I'll drop that link, uh, in the, uh, show notes below. They're a, uh, one of our partners and sponsors of the podcast. So we love you can, um, yeah. So I guess going into the final stretch here, if you can change one thing about the misconception of food cravings, what would that be? Flip the script, start getting curious, take the shame out of it. Eating does not need to be a shameful event. doesn't need to be a shameful experience. Get curious with yourself. Ask yourself, what am I missing? And I, and I know that you'll find definitely a healthy relationship with food right off the bat when you just start asking yourself more of those questions out of curiosity versus judgment and shame and like, oh, I have no willpower. So um, I hope that, you know, that could be a good takeaway for, for all of you listening today um, to help take care of your body because eating is the most basic form of self-care, which I, I guess I put two in there. Sorry, but very passionate about this topic, clearly. <laughs> that was amazing parting shot there. So uh, I'm going to leave it right there. You said it so, so well. So if you are a runner who is struggling with doing some of this on your own or figuring out how to fuel for your long runs, your races. If you constantly bonk on a marathon and you're like, I just can't figure out this whole fueling thing. Um, you can actually work one-on-one with this very talented individual here, Brooke, um, who is, as I mentioned earlier, now accepting one-on-one uh, nutrition run coaching clients within our signature healthy runner coaching program. So if you ever felt like, why do my legs feel so heavy when I run, I don't have energy to run or worse, like you have to stop a run short because you just can't go any further. Um, you know, just imagine how good you're going to feel when you actually feel strong enough to run um, because you're actually eating the right fu- foods and fueling properly. And that's really what Brooke does in our program. She provides you clarity with the principles that she talked about today um, and really allows you to focus where you need to focus on with your nutrition to really take your running to the next level. So, you know, when you sign up for our program with Brooke, you get our 16 week coaching system to really continue to be an injury-free lifelong runner that is well-fueled. Um, and you get individualized nutrition plan for running um, by Brooke, as well as the individualized structured run plan, depending upon if you have a race goal or you're just looking to get out there and run consistently, get those mental clearing miles in there. And then you also get access to our Healthy Runner Strength Program um, that I designed to stay healthy for your running. So you get that all structured out, take the guesswork away from you, and then you get the full support accountability um, from Brooke, as well as access to our awesome community of runners uh, just like you. So you guys can, um, Brooke's got a couple of clients on her roster right now, but her availability is limited. So if you want to uh, see if you're a good fit to work with Brooke, you can schedule a call with me and we'll make sure that it's a good fit for what you're looking for. Um, So you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes. And yeah, we would love to be able to 
help more runners. And I'm really like truly excited and very thankful for you, Brooke, at providing this next level service within our program. Um, it's going to help so many runners and I know be such a valuable thing, um, for our community. So thank you for doing this episode. Thank you for creating the amazing nutrition blueprint that I mentioned earlier. And thank you for all you do, uh, within our coaching program. I'm really excited to see, uh, with this next chapter, uh, where it takes us as we, uh, head into 2023. Yes. Thank you so much, Dwayne. Yeah. And thank you runners for listening uh, to this episode, wherever you listen to it, whether you're watching on the Spark Healthy Runner YouTube channel uh, or you're listening on the podcast. If this was helpful and it resonates with you, um, share it with a running friend. Like, you know, you probably got some value. You learned something new. You took home a golden nugget. How we actually give back is by sharing with someone else who can benefit from this. So that's all Brooke and I appreciate. If you can just copy the link wherever you're listening to this and just text it, Send a DM at DM, DMS, what? DM, those are my initials, but uh, send a DM to your friend um, who needs to hear some of this and learn some of these principles so we can continue doing what we love. And make sure you go ahead and follow Brooke on Instagram. Uh, she's got an amazing Instagram account um, at Intentful Nutrition. And as always, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Hi, my name is Katja from Los Angeles, and I would like to talk a little um, to you about my experience with Drain and the Spark Healthy Runner program. I started my journey um, with the program, I think about a year, a little less than a year ago. I suffered from Achilles um, tendonitis that turned into a tendinopathy and um, just really struggled with running at that point and was really frustrated. Um, and probably like many of you came um, across um, Dwayne's podcast while I was trying to consult Dr. Google to find out what to do about this and um, how the heck to get out of pain and start running again. And found a few of his videos where he talked about um, specifically Achilles issues and just um, was very intrigued. Um, so after, you know, after a couple of weeks, um, I decided to reach out to him and um, jump on a call and immediately just um, just gelled with him and um, loved his enthusiasm and his energy and I just um, adore his personality and he just gave already you know some really solid advice um, and talked about the program and I you know took a chance at that point I thought I would you know just take a chance and um, sign up for the program and it has been one of the best things I've done for myself um, you know, with I had already signed up for um, two half marathons. Dwayne probably would have liked me to just run the second one, <laughs> but first one was a um, deferral from COVID times. Um, so we like saw it as a maybe a tune-up um, tune-up race for the for the A um, half marathon for my goal race, um, and it just went fantastic. Um, I think both of us were a little surprised how well that first one went, and I had absolutely. Um, no Achilles issues. This is just two months into the program. Um, I crushed my second um, race, my A race, uh, which was the Revel Mount Charleston um, downhill race. Just highly recommended. Have to throw that in there. Um, ran a PR already by almost 10 minutes and had the best time. And again, without any issues, um, Achilles issues or otherwise. Um, 
a few components um, that I really enjoyed about the program and that I think um, really helped me in my journey were the strength program, the strength component. I was not consistent in strength training before, you know, 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there, definitely not consistent. And the program, you know, kept me accountable, set on my calendar and, you know, you know, I just saw it on my calendar. It's like, okay, I'm running today. I'm strength training today. And I stuck to it. And, and that just really helps, you know, somebody's out there watching you as well. Um, and Dwayne gave me some additional exercises tailored to me and my injury um, that, yeah, successfully helped me overcome my, my issues. And I had bilateral Achilles tendonitis um, or tendinopathy. So and that was especially bad for me. Um, and you know, you can work out along Dwayne, so to speak, um, on the videos that he's recorded for the Strength Brunge. And that was really fun for me, much more fun than, you know, just looking on a piece of paper and going exercise by exercise. So that was really, really um, beneficial for me as well. And just loved working with him. I loved the Healthy Runner community. Um, special shout out to Jonah and Owen. I'm so thankful to have met you and so many others um, there. And that is also really, really important and um, invaluable um, benefit of the program really that it's not just the coach that you have it's the whole team that you have behind you it's also the other coaches that are always there with advice and input um, shout out to Whitney Latoya Dufeng all of them um, Brooke the registered dietitian has been super helpful she gave me some really good advice and you know all of that carried over into this um so more about this in a second but um when i ran my my second half marathon i remember clearly i said to Dwayne when we had our um what's it called review and talked about it um that i said to him i have no idea how i could ever run twice as far and he said but of course you can he said like you know you've you've trained for a half marathon so that's what you ran and then you trained for full and then that's what you do and I just um, ran my first full marathon in Chicago just six days ago. Um, zero, first of all, zero Achilles issues, but zero issues in general. Um, honestly, it probably couldn't have gone any more perfect. Um, yeah, I had the best experience. Um, Chicago was amazing. And, you know, Dwayne instilled that confidence in me. And I'm not sure if I would have um, stood at the start line without him or the program. So. If you're still hesitant, um, my advice would be, you know, just shoot him an email, reach out to him, um, jump on a call, you know, see if you gel, um, think about it for, an, for a day or two, sleep on it. Um, I think you wouldn't regret it. Um, it's been invaluable for me. I really, really enjoyed the experience and the, the community that came with it and found it invaluable. Happy running. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of my Spark Blueprint at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Two, follow my Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner. Three, join my free group by searching Healthy Runner on Facebook. Four, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark healthy runner. 
five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons back to you here. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcast or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner so you can maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.